If you're married or you're planning on getting married, I'm sure you'd agree that who you decide to marry is probably the most important decision you have to make as it pertains to that. But when it comes to your health business, there's also one very important decision that's similar to marriage that most health pros are getting totally wrong. Let me show you what it is, how to fix it, and the two parameters to look at it through. Welcome to the Health Burner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or a coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's up? Uriel Kim, your CEO and founder of Health Burner. We help health professionals get clients and scale their businesses online. And the most important decision that you are going to make in your business, there's actually two of them. I've already talked about one of them before, which is your business model. I'll put that aside. The second and arguably the most important decision is who you want to serve. However, it's not this easy. It's not that easy. It's not just as it's not easy as I just want to help people lose weight or get healthy. The challenge with health professionals is that we can help everyone, right? You've got this knowledge that can help so many people, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. So I want to give you two lenses through which to identify uh, your ideal target market, okay? This obviously is it's predicated on the fact that you can actually help people, okay? If you can't help people, then obviously there's not much you can do here, but let's, I'm assuming that you can. So the first thing we need to look at is the what, which is the problem. What is the problem? Just put the person aside for a second. What problem are you best at solving? So if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that you could solve a specific problem, what specific problem would that be? So for instance, when I was training clients, I knew that I could help them lose weight no matter what. Like that was like, that was my jam. Now, obviously there's a spectrum of people that could I, I could help lose the weight, but I knew the problem of losing weight was one thing I could do, no problem. Packing on 30 pounds of muscle, not my jam, right? That's not something I was great at, not something I really focused on. So I would take, let's just use weight loss as the problem. So that's the what. So the first thing we have to determine is, well, out of the different things I've helped people with, what are two or three problems I'm really good at solving? Now, the next thing are the two lenses through which you want to identify or really score these problems on because not all problems are created equal. Some people don't want to do anything with respect to a problem because it's a nice to have. The solution is a nice to have. It's not a must have. So the key is being able to build your business around problems people absolutely have to solve. So how do we do that? It's two things. We look at the severity and the persistence of the problem. So number one is severity. How intense is this problem? How urgent do I need to solve this? How much of a pain in the ass is this problem in my life? Now the challenge with severity is that it's subjective. Someone who's five pounds overweight could be like end of the world. Someone who's 500 pounds overweight might have zero motivation to wanna change. So severity is very subjective, And that's going to tie into what we're going to talk about in a second. But first, you have to think about just, you know, what do we think are the big issues, right? We know that migraines are more severe than tension headaches, right? We know that recurring back pain is more severe than a strained muscle. Um, So you want to really think through this lens of severity. And is this a bleeding neck problem or is this a stubbed toe? 
So the first lens is severity. Second lens is persistence. How difficult is it to solve this problem? How much of a nagging issue is this? Is it like, does it happen once in a while? Or is it all the time? So migraine headaches, as an example. If you have someone with migraines who is debilitated, i.e. severity, 50% of the month, that's a major problem. High severity, very persistent. Tension headaches, you know, I get a tension headache once in a while. That's not, it's not persistent enough, nor is it severe enough to build what I believe to be a viable coaching solution around. Because if you're having a conversation with someone who's like, yeah, like I get the occasional headache, they're not going to spend a significant amount of money on that because the difficulty in resolving that is low, i.e. I can go pop an Advil and I'll get rid of the headache. When you've got someone with migraines, they can pop Advil, Tylenol, etc., and it's still not going to be resolved. So I use the example of migraines because it's a tremendous market. We have a number of clients in, the, in that market in terms of the problem, and it's very, very powerful. People want that solved as soon as possible. So we look at persistence and severity when it comes to identifying which of the problems is best to focus your, atten- your attention on. Because really what we're doing here is we're making a decision. We have to choose one. We can't choose, all, we can't choose everything, right? You want to choose one that you can produce the best results for, that ideally you have social proof around, because that's going to be you know, helpful in your marketing. And then three, obviously, is you want to make sure that this is a problem people actually want to spend money on solving. Optimize your wellness is not a problem. Those are vague, non-descriptive terms that don't mean anything to anyone. Okay, um, poor sleep once in a while is not a major problem. Insomnia is. See the difference? So that's the first part of this selecting a target market exercise. We identify the what, the problem, and we use that lens to identify the best possible problem for us to target. The second piece now is the who. A lot of people could have migraines. A lot of people could have migraines. But what specific people do you want to work with? Because you've heard me talk about this before. I'm not, I'm not the one who invented this. The riches are in the niches. The challenge of I help people with migraines is that many other people do as well. But as soon as you start to categorize the type of person with migraines, you automatically become like the uber specialist, not just the migraine specialist, but the specialist for specific groups of people. So it could be, I help women with migraines specifically, right? That's not rocket science. It's just, I help women instead of everyone. You could also say, I help busy professionals who are debilitated by migraines. Now you could have someone else who does the exact same thing as you and they target anyone else other than busy professionals, at least in their marketing and their messaging. And all of a sudden you stand out as the best solution for them because everyone wants the specialist for their needs. Very much like Healthpreneur. We could help many different markets, but we don't. We help health professionals get clients and grow online. You could also say we could go deeper. We could only work with health coaches or we could only work with dietitians, or we could only work with personal trainers. We just decided not to because the decision you have to make is you can have a small what but a relatively big who Or you can have a smaller who, but a relatively big what. 
If you have a relatively small who and a small what, you're going to run into very, very, very small markets. And not that that's an issue, maybe, but it also is an issue because if you're going to pay to acquire clients with paid traffic, i.e. Facebook ads, YouTube ads, or anything else, you're going to pay a premium because it's so niche. So as an example, migraines is a big what? 36 million Americans have migraines, okay? That's a big what? So you can pair it with a relatively smaller who. So you can say busy executives or busy executive women or new moms or whatever audience you think might be best suited who most likely have migraines more often. But the challenge becomes when you have a very small what, as an example, I don't even know. Let's just use alopecia, okay? Alopecia is what I have. I don't even know the prevalence of it in the United States, but it's probably nowhere near the same size of market in terms of a problem as migraines are. So let's say migraines are 36 million people. Let's say that alopecia is 1 million people. That's still a lot of people, okay? Now, if we have a small what like alopecia, then the who needs to be relatively large. I help people with alopecia. That's okay because the market, the what, the problem is relatively small. But if you get into the alopecia and I help men with four kids, as an example, or I help entrepreneurs who have alopecia, now you're going to start to shoot yourself in the foot. I'm not saying that's not going to work. It can work. And if you find those people, I mean, like, what are the chances that they would find you as the possible solution? It'd be amazing. But you put yourself in a really tight position of really trying to find those people. Because they're so few and far between, you've got a small what and a very, very small who. It makes it more challenging to go out and find those people. So the most important decision you can make in your health business, because everything flows from this, your messaging, your offer, your communication, all the content you put out, your delivery, everything flows from the problem you're solving and who you're solving it for. The conversation is very different based on the people you speak with. One of the reasons people love working with us is because we only work with health professionals. There are other coaching programs out there to help you grow your business. Very few of them only focus on health professionals and very few of them are as good as us. So it's not a manipulative thing that we're doing here. It's just, I love working with health professionals because I am one and we just happen to be solving a relatively big what, i.e. getting clients and growing online to health professionals. So anyways, those are the two lenses. We have the what and the who. And when we determine the what, we look at severity and persistence. And on the who side, I want to give you one final thing before we finish off. I think one of the most important things you need to clarify are the psychographics of your audience. Not the demographics, but the self-identity and the character traits that would make someone more motivated to change and likely to succeed than someone else. Because as I mentioned earlier, you could have someone who is 50 pounds overweight and is happy as a pig in shit. And then you've got someone who's 50 pounds overweight and they're on the verge of like ending their life because because it's so bad for them. Same problem, same audience, let's just say women, but what's the difference now? How how can you, how do you put messaging out that's going to resonate with more, one with more than the other? And the key is that your messaging needs to speak to the psychographics of those who are wanting to change. 
And that's when we get into using a lot of self-identity stuff. Like, for instance, if I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to guys who are wanting to be the best. They do the best they can with everything they do. They've had success in the past. Maybe they fell off track and they want to get back on. When you put messaging in front of the right people who resonate with that, all of a sudden they're like, that's me. And this is a problem I'm dealing with. You want people to think of communication is about being, uh, is helping your audience feel understood by you. It's not you just kind of talking, right? It's about people feeling understood, i.e. like they can see themselves through their words in the scenario that they're going through. They're like, man, this guy or this gal knows what I'm going through. They know what I'm talking about. And if people feel that way, then inherently they're going to feel like you have a solution for them. So self-identity and psychographics, again, it goes beyond the context of this video, but I want to just kind of drop that seed here for you because even though you identify a problem and a who, there is a very large division within the who of those who are going to do nothing and those who are going to do something about it, even if it's a bleeding neck problem on the surface. But remember, severity, bleeding neckness is subjective. And that's why we touch on self-identity to really identify and attract the people who are willing to change, who are likely to succeed, because you can't help everyone. So might as well work with those who are more likely to succeed. Cool? So this is, if this is helpful for you, you guys know what to do. If you're watching this on the YouTubes, hit the bell, subscribe, like, whatever you got to do here. And um, yeah, drop me a comment and watch my other videos. Ciao, guys. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there... I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.